Thursday night football. We got we got the beard versus the mustache. Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Miami Dolphins versus Gardner Minshew. The upgrade, maybe? The upgrade, maybe, to Baker Mayfield? The meme where you hit Baker Mayfield, the upgrade button right into Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars on Thursday night. Look, it couldn't be two, like, worst teams to want to watch. I get it. Miami's supposed to be improved with all their draft picks. Whenever Tua comes in, maybe they'll be a little bit more flashy, right? They played very well against a good Buffalo defense last week. But I'm kind of excited to watch this one. Ryan Fitzpatrick's a lot of fun to watch. They do have talented players on these teams that are fun to watch. Preston Williams, Devontae Parker from Miami. Of course, of course, out of all of them, the beast himself, Mike Gusecki a tight end on Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew is an electric factory himself. I mean, how do you not root for the underdogs in a deck stacked against Gardner Minshew and James Robinson, the running back in the backfield, who's looked really good so far through two weeks on drafted free agents. So a lot of things here that are going to be actually exciting somewhat to watch. But of course, of course, we have the DFS side of it. So ladies, gentlemen, fellas, 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 a couple hundred thousand dollar rooskies up for first place grabs and a bunch of other contests on DraftKings on SuperDraft. We're here to break it all down player by player. I got my projections already done. And if you're listening right now on YouTube, and if you're listening on the podcast, even, we're going to be going live at Thursday night at 6 p.m. for about an hour. I'll have all my projections uh, into the optimizer. I'll have all my lineups for 150s, 20 matches, all those things crunched out, and we will go from there. So be sure to tune into that one because I'll have some rules we'll talk through. Ownership will have a more better idea on. We'll kind of go over some of the projections and things like that. And what is the optimal way to approach the slate? Monday night was very good. We had another person of this community. This is now back-to-back showdown slates that somebody split the top prize for first place. So congrats to that person. Jumped into the comment section the other day. But thank you all so much. I appreciate all of your continued support. If you could, if you could, we're approaching. 29,000 subscribers very rapidly. And I would like to hit 30,000 by maybe the end of the month. Hit that like button. Let's reach more people and the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. And if you're watching, if you're watching on the podcast right now and listening, really, you can leave a review, rate and review for a chance to get into a $50 giveaway, given away once a week. And sometimes there's only like three people who do it. So you got a pretty damn good chance of winning $50. So it takes a couple of seconds of time, five-star rate and review, say something nice about the show, 30 seconds, maybe. And before we get into it, this here show is going to be sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. Now, Monkey Knife Fight, use the promo code VETRI, my last name, V-E-T-R-I, upon your first deposit. It'll give you a 100% deposit match up to $50 rooskies. You want to put just 20 bucks in? You got 20. You want to go all the way and be a big hitter, a heavy hitter, a head honcho, a kingpin. You want to put $50 in? They'll give you $50 match. Now you got $100 in your account. And now a couple of monkey knife fight props that I actually like the leans on. Some of them are just really good, right? The passing yards, they're just too, they're just too firm. I don't really want to be touching those. I think they got their lines right there. Their fantasy points for the quarterbacks that kind of go hand in hand with that looks a little bit too good. But right now, if I'm looking at it, James Robinson over under 12 and a half points. I'll take the over there. Uh, and then you could also pair it up with Devontae Parker in that exact same bet. You get two right, you get two. 2.5 times you're buying Devonte Parker over 10 and a half fantasy points. I feel very good about that one. So I like that one. And I'm looking at the other one. Anything that's kind of got these wide receivers or just the passing game involved. DJ Shark over 11 and a half fantasy points. I'll take that. And then Preston Williams over nine and a half fantasy points. I'll take that as well. So those are two separate bets on there that right now I have the lean on that side of it. I have the fantasy points over that. You can get all the projections, rankings, every single thing for the showdown slate and the other showdown slates and the main slate and a bunch of other content on my Patreon link down below. 20 plus pages of game by game notes. You got the data, the projections, the models, the rankings, all that stuff. A closing thoughts podcast and so on and so forth but those are the two bets right now so go up the monkey knife fight type in promo code vetri v-e-t-r-i place one of those bets if you want place both if you really want to and go in 2.5x hopefully hopefully fingers crossed we do based on my projections and my models that's what i'm liking right now a monkey knife fight for this thursday night game again promo code vetri v-e-t-r-i lets them know that you came from us get yourself a little bit of a bonus 100 dollar ruski bonus in there so let's start this bad boy off so we're going to start off like subscribe all that stuff with garner Minshew and ryan fitzpatrick the quarterbacks are the most expensive players in the slate and they should be they're my two highest projected players in the slate starting with garner Minshew, the only player i have projected for over 20 fantasy points yes i like him 
Miami is allowing a league leading, a league leading 10.2 yards per attempt. That's an insane statistic. And Gardner Minshew is well above average with 7.9 yards per attempt so far. He, the average right around seven in the NFL right now these days, 32 attempts per game right now. Miami is just 26th in pressure and dead last in coverage right now. So it's very nice to see Minshew is targeting deep about three times per game, six times on the year. I like Minshew. You get the rushing upside. He looks nice from a projection standpoint. On a showdown slate, I have interest in these quarterbacks as always, unless they're just egregiously priced like in the 12K range. And I don't think they could pay it off. But Minshew, 11K, it's definitely expensive, uh, but there is cheaper options on the slate that open that up. And if he's going to be one of the only, let's say one or two guys to score 20 plus points or be around there on the slate, you might just need it, especially since there's so much value on the slate that we're going to get into that's actually really viable and allows you to easily get up to these highest projected players. Ryan Fitzpatrick now, and people always ask me, will you play both quarterbacks? It's more of a cash build. If it gets in, like I'm playing 150 honors, I'm sure I'll have some with both quarterbacks in there, but it all depends on what these pass catchers do. If you have a bunch of pass catchers like you do on the slate in the four, five, six, seven K range, and you can get three of those guys, I'd rather get three of those guys than only having, let's just say one or two of them and having a quarterback. Those wide receivers have a ton more upside, especially if you're putting them in your captain spot than these quarterbacks will. Now the mobile quarterbacks like Minshew will have a little bit more upside and Fitzpatrick has sneaky mobility, but I do prefer right now for $800 more Minshew to Fitzpatrick, but I do like both of them. They're both yeses for me. Now Fitzpatrick so far in the year five deep passes played very good last week after playing pretty bad week one. And if he didn't play good last week against Buffalo, it is a good defense, but you might start to wonder, okay, is Tua finally healthy? When's Tua coming in, right? He saw 26% pressure rate last week in the last two weeks combined. So that's kind of right around average, nothing crazy. Once it starts hitting 30, 35%, it's worrisome, but he's playing below average overall right now, mainly from week one, 6.7 yards per attempt, throwing the ball 38 and a half times per game and 260 yards per game through the first two games. Right now, Jacksonville, their secondary is kind of average. It's right right around the middle of the pack, but their pressure, and it makes sense because they lost their entire defensive line and no linebackers, is 25th so far in the league, and they have the 29th rated offensive line, this Miami team right now. So just in terms of being set up to succeed with offensive line play with mobility and just also a better matchup in the secondary and more skills, in my opinion, I like Minshew more than Fitzpatrick, but both are in play. I should also call out that right now, this Jacksonville team, as of my recording, is three-point favorites with a 25-team total. Miami has a 22-team total, so it should be a pretty decent game. Next up, we start to get into the wide receivers, and man, I mean, they're spreading the ball around in Jacksonville. Like, DJ Shark only has like a 10% target share right now, and he's $9,400 in the slate. I'm definitely not going to be fully in on him, but keep an eye on Byron Jones. Byron Jones left the last game, and you saw Stefan Diggs go absolutely berserk for Buffalo. Byron Jones, if he is out, it's a much better spot for DJ Shark, who would likely draw Byron Jones. Now, even if Byron Jones is in, it's a tough matchup. That's like a top 20 cornerback in the league. Uh, some people can argue with me top 15. I wouldn't say top 10 yet, but a very good cornerback. But DJ Shark in his career has beaten good quarterbacks. I think he's a very good receiver. He leads his team with 67 rounds run so far. On the season, he has posted seven catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown on those seven targets. So 100% catch rate is good to see. And there's some encouraging things here. He's catching all his passes. He has a 15.6 yards per reception right now. And that's a very good number being that he's being targeted downfield. The issue is they're not throwing a ton overall right now. This Gardner Minshew led team only 32 times per game, just 20 times week one. And they're really spreading the ball around to like four different wide receivers, a couple different tight ends. They're running back. So it is concerning at this price point. I'm not all in on DJ Shark. He's clearly in a player pool for me on a showdown slate, but I'm not totally sold on it. Same thing for Devontae Parker. Now he's a thousand dollars cheaper. He'll have a fine spot against Trey Herndon and most of this Jacksonville secondary for the most part. Nothing's going to be an overwhelming matchup. He's seen 12 targets on the year, six per game. Not bad. He has nine catches, 100 yards, and one touchdown, a 75% catch rate, just 11.1 yards per reception. So not that deep downfield is he being targeted, but he has ran 59 routes so far. So again, Parker at this price point, I think that I'm fine. I'm fine getting there. They're not guesses for me. They're going to get into a good amount of my lineups. There'll probably be some of my captain spots, but I think there's going to be cheaper options in the seven and six and even 5k range at wide receiver that look a little bit more appealing, at least for a utility spot. And before we get into those guys, we'll start to get to the running backs here. So James Robinson, I like it. $7,800. If you have him in a season long league, you're probably starting him in a lot of spots here. Look, he's seen 32 attempts for 164 yards in the year. That's 5.1 yards per carry and 124 of those, almost like 75 plus percent of those overall right now yards are after contact. This guy's just a beast. He has four runs of 10 plus yards so far. Those are breakaway runs according to pro football focus. And he's also 
running routes. Now, he's not running a ton of routes with Chris Thompson back there, but he's ran 24 routes and he's seen five targets. He's caught four of those for 46 yards as well. They're three point favorites in this one. They like hammering this kid and he looks really good on the ground and he has yet to really explode, I would say, on the ground in terms of getting a lot of red zone usage. And this is a team against Miami that they can actually get in the red zone and use a running back there. So $7,800 uh, James Robinson, I'm very much so interested in right now. Mike Gusecki just blew the top off last week in the middle of the field against Buffalo. This beast, this monster that we were saying was a top 10 tight end coming into the year. Absolutely looked like that last week. He has 11 receptions for 160 yards and a touchdown on 15 targets, which is the team lead right now. Yes, Devontae Parker's out there. Preston Williams is a second year player off the ACL tell, undrafted free agent, a lot of potential in talent, but it looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick, like he was for the last 46 games last year, is zoning in on Mike Gusecki. And as of last week, I want more and more Mike Gusecki. 14.5 yards per reception for a tight end is great. He leads all tight ends in slot usage right now. He's pretty much a bigger body slot wide receiver. He's pretty much a, a stronger, maybe even Chris Godwin, right? That slot plus receiver and just so happened to go to the exact same school and play together at Penn State. It's a great spot for him against Josh Jones, who's allowed 100% a catch rate in the secondary right now for this Jacksonville team. I like Mike Gusecki at $7,400. These are the types of guys like Gusecki. Look, he's $2,000 cheaper than Shark. If you're only playing one lineup, that's a guy that I'd rather get into my captain spot, $2,000 savings than going all the way up to Shark. You can still play Shark, but it's just a much better value now on Gusecki. So if I just try to pull over now uh, my projections for this slate right now, yes, I do have Shark projecting out decently and Devontae Parker. Again, all my projections for the slate linked down below. You get the rankings, you get all that stuff for showdown slates, you get the main slates, a lot of other stuff. You can look at the packages that are on there. But if I then go down to a guy like Mike Gusecki, it's going to be similar or better value for a lot cheaper of a price point. So I'll just go there, especially when you consider that the upside for Mike Gusecki is going to be similar for some of these guys right now, like a Shark, like a Devontae Parker. So that's where I'm at, at least early on in those guys. Let's keep going through this. Next up, you have Miles Gaskin. And this backfield is very odd, I would say, but Miles Gaskin right now is second, tied for second in the league with guys like Ezekiel Elliott with 11 running back targets. He has 10 receptions on those 11 targets. He's ran 50 routes so far. It's a slightly difficult matchup here, but nothing crazy. And he also has 16 carries right now for 86 yards on the ground. Like he's looked very good overall. 26 touches on 27 opportunities through the first two weeks. He's averaging 5.4 yards per carry. The issue is they have so many running backs in this backfield. Patrick Laird's even ran a couple of routes. They're giving Jordan Howard all the goal line work, even though he's absolutely terrible on that. Matt Breed is seeing touches per game around like six or five right now. Miles Gaskin at $7,200. The price point doesn't make it as appealing. Like right now, I haven't projected for like around nine fantasy points. That's just not going to get it done. Now, obviously, if he continues to see 13 touches and five receptions a game at this point, he's probably going to smash nine fantasy points out the park. But I just don't think that he's going to continue to see five or six receptions on 20 routes run per game right now. So that's why I'm a little bit off of Miles Gaskin. He's in my player pool right now. He definitely is. But I assume that based on the projection I have for him, doesn't get me there all that much. Looks a little bit better on Super Draft where he projects out right now for over 20 points. It's still too far down for me to get into it in any of my top line lineups. Preston Williams at 6,800. Look, he's had brutal matchups so far, right? He had a brutal matchup. He got the shadow treatment of a guy in Tredavious White last week. He had a brutal matchup week one against uh, this, the Patriots secondary. So it was a tough spot. He's seen 10 targets though. That's good to see. He only has three receptions for 67 yards. Uh, small sample, but 22 yards per reception. He's being targeted. He's just had brutal spots. I think this is a spot where he's going to have a little bit of a better matchup against CJ Hernandez. Still a, a good player in CJ Hernandez. I just think it's a little bit better of a spot. It definitely is than he's had in the last two weeks. So Preston Williams at $6,800. He's another guy who, hey, you can put him in your captain spot and you get a lot of money and you know he's going to run all the routes. You know that he's borderline top one or two wide receiver on his own team. And now with a softer matchup, it might be a spot to actually buy low. LaVisca Chenault is somebody that I don't know how much of LaVisca Chenault I'm going to get. Yes, I like him in season long leagues. LaVisca Chenault looks fantastic on Super Draft. If you're not already a player on Super Draft, multiplier format, he right now is my projected in my top three for fantasy points. He's right around my second overall projected player on Super Draft. His multiplier is just too good with a 3x multiplier for a guy who is running as the wide receiver three right now. Not running a ton of routes overall, but still running as the wide receiver three who's seen eight targets in two games, six catches for 72 yards. So that's just too cheap to be on Super Draft right now. I haven't projected for around nine fantasy points, zero deep targets, but a 60% snap share so far, 12 yards per reception. Go get some LaVisca Chenault on Super Draft. And when you're over there, use the promo code SAL. You will get a 50% deposit match up to a thousand dollar Ruskies in a slow drip format. If you're not familiar with it, it's just a multiplier. 
multiplier format. So basically 3x multiplier for LaVisca Chenault compared to a 1x multiplier for Devontae Parker. Like that makes Devontae Parker look like a terrible play. Means that Devontae Parker gets one times his points and LaVisca Chenault gets three times his points. Um, usually they do it based on skill set and projections. They mess this one up with LaVisca Chenault. Uh, he should not be, he should not be a 3x multiplier type of a guy. So go over there, take advantage of that misprice. If you're still watching, take a second of your time, hit the like, hit the subscribe. We're going to start to get into some of these other guys. So defenses on this slate, look, Jacksonville's defense is overpriced at 6,400. They're in a player pool for me right now. I don't know how much I get though, because they project that as a really bad value. I have them for like seven fantasy points. It's like basically like a one X overall value play. That's not good. Like a 1.08 value play. Not good at all. They're 17th overall on defense, top 10 versus the run through two weeks, uh, top five in tackling through two weeks, middle of the pack in coverage and just bad at getting pressure. So look, they could obviously score a touchdown. They can score 15 fantasy points and they pay off this tag, but more times than not a $6,400 defense is just not going to get you there. But we know that Ryan Fitzpatrick is definitely prone to making many, many, many mistakes in terms of like having a three interception game, things like that. Tyler Eifert also overpriced in my opinion. Right now, I don't think I'm going to be getting any. Look, Tyler Eifert, he can go out there and have three catches for 50 yards. He's just overpriced at $5,800 when we're about to get into like one to two to three players that are honestly going to be in the three and four and even $2,000 price range that I projected for similar or more fantasy points. So I can't get to Tyler Eifert. He has been playing around 58% of the snaps. He has seen two deep passes as a tight end through a couple of weeks now. On 52 routes run, he's caught four balls for 44 yards on seven targets. So you're getting like four and a half fantasy points per week. I haven't projected for more than that. I haven't projected for like seven fantasy points this week, even a little bit more of a bump. And I'm still not getting much of him. He has 11 yards per reception. You're probably going to get like a six to eight fantasy point performance out of a good day if he doesn't find the end zone. So right now I'm probably going to be fading Tyler Eifert. Here's one of the guys that are cheaper than Tyler Eifert by $400 that I like. And I like some guys that are even cheaper than this, but Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole is around 59 routes right now. Keep an eye on DD Westbrook. He hasn't played through the first two games. It's a short week. We'll see if he plays. Even if he plays, like if he's active, I don't even know if they'll play him based on how well some of these other receivers like LaVisca Chenault, like Keelan Cole, I've been playing right now. But he's seen 12 targets in two games. That's very good. He's brought in 11 of those for over 100 yards right now. That's a 92% catch rate. He'll likely see some Nick Neiman in the slot, who was decent at times last year. So far this year, it's not been that great. So it's an okay spot. He's played 73% of his snaps out of the slot so far, a 9.5 yards per reception and 32 yards after the catch for Keelan Cole so far. So Keelan Cole at $5,400, he looks very good to me. I mean, I have Keelan Cole as of right now at this price range projected for about 10 fantasy points, a little bit more than that. So he starts to look a little bit good, decent on Super Draft, starts to look pretty good as a value play on DraftKings. Jordan Howard, no interest for me. Look, Jordan Howard has $4,800. He has to score two touchdowns, which he might because he's getting all the goal line work right now. But Jordan Howard projects out as I believe out of all the players that I think like actually see playing time, like a couple of touches, he's the worst play in the slate in my projections. Um, Slightly difficult matchup. He has 13 carries for 11 yards and two touchdowns. Like he's getting all the goal line work, which is awful. He's just falling into it. 0.8, 0.8 yards per carry is absolutely gross. So yeah, I don't really want any Jordan Howard. In my opinion, he's like $2,000 too expensive at $4,800. The same thing on kickers always goes. You can play them if you really want to. At most, I'll be setting a rule to play at most one kicker. Uh, lower scoring games is where kickers will play and pay off more because look, if the game scores, look, this is projected for a decent scoring game, 47 points. If they go for 47 to 50 points in real life, odds are some of these other wide receivers and tight ends are getting there over like the six to eight points a kicker will get you. In low scoring games, it means there's not as many touchdowns, means that not as many wide receivers are paying off their salaries, which means that seven points from a kicker is actually going to be meaningful in like a 10-3 game. So if you think the game stays low scoring, go ahead and play the kickers. Um, I'm going to be playing at most one in my lineups. So I'll have a rule for that. After that, let's get down a little bit more. You see Isaiah Ford towards the bottom of the screen. I'll zoom in on some of this stuff right now. Let's see what we got going on. I'll zoom in a little bit more, but Isaiah Ford down here on the bottom of the screen. Yeah, it's, it's just too nice of a spot. Isaiah Ford right now kind of overtook Jakeem Grant pretty quickly. He's been playing so far 95, 95 and a half percent of the snaps out of his slot, and he's playing a lot. He's ran 67 routes. That's second, second on Miami right now, only behind the number one receiver in Devontae Parker. And on those 67 routes, he's been targeted 13 times, nine catches for 89 yards. That's very good to see. Only Mike Gisecki, the tight end, has seen more targets with 15. So he's going to get DJ Hayden. It's an okay spot. DJ Hayden was the best cornerback on this team last year. He struggled a little bit through the first couple weeks this year, really struggled in week one versus Paris Campbell. Isaiah Ford, though, $3,000 flat is my 
number one value play on the slate right now. It's just too cheap. Like if you tell me Isaiah Ford, you're gonna have a wide receiver at $3,000 working out of the slot, which is a good spot to be in. And he's winning matchups in the slot. And he's going to run like 30 plus routes or right around there. He's averaging 33 and a half per game. That's very good. This is a misprice in my opinion. Uh, again, like he just overtook the spot from Jakeem Grant. This is a player that's going to be out there as a starting slot wide receiver on a team that I have projected right now to throw around 36 to 38 times. That's like the last guy that I really want to be starting. Next up, you can see some guys on the screen. I guess I should be making Chris Thompson. I'm going to make him a maybe right now. Chris Thompson, I have as a maybe. He projects out okay, like five to six fantasy points. So at $2,600, that looks decent. He's not going to get any work on the ground. He has just two rush attempts in the ground through two games right now. Only seven overall touches through two games. But last week, you at least saw him run some more routes. He's ran 39 rounds. He's seen six targets, five catches, 26 yards. So pretty much what I have Chris Thompson projected for today is about two and a half overall receptions for about 20 yards, right? So I've been projected for like five fantasy points, five and a half fantasy points. At this price tag, that gives me some Chris Thompson, a pretty gross 0.67 yards per route run right now. They're not using him a lot. And the fact that they're slight favorites in this game, it might just be a little bit more James Robinson. Robinson's going to get all the goal line touches. Robinson's running a decent amount of routes, 24 to 39. Yeah, you would expect Thompson to be beating him there, but it's not a landslide. It's not Thompson getting 45 to 50 routes run and Robinson not running any. He's actually running routes and seeing targets. Robinson has five targets right now, two Chris Thompson, six. I expect those based on the routes run to change a little bit, but right now you're seeing Robinson just as involved in the passing game from an overall usage perspective. So yeah, Chris Thompson, he'll be in my player pool, but I'm not as thrilled to play him. Next up, Chris Conley. Chris Conley is already operating as the wide receiver four. LaVisca Chenault has already jumped Chris Conley right now in the pecking order. Keelan Cole's in the slot. Conley plays on the outside. So he just naturally jumps him in the three wide receiver sets, but he ran 22 routes last week. It was fourth among the wide receivers for Jacksonville. So it does seem like right now, Chris Conley is the former chief, the number four wide receiver on this team. He was still seeing usage though. He's getting separation. He saw seven targets last week, four catches for 48 yards, eight targets so far on the year and 30 routes run. I expect about 16 to 18 routes out of him, which more times than not is going to mean he sees like three targets, not seven. So he's in play for me because he's only $2,200 and he's still running around 20 routes or so. But I don't think you should expect seven targets out of this guy if he's only going to run 20 routes. A couple guys to close up with. Matt Breed is only 1,800. He's not being used a ton. He's playing like 22% of the snaps through two weeks, but he has seen 12 carries on the ground, six per week for 59 yards. And he's at least ran 13 routes. It's Miles Gaskin though, getting all the passing game work out of the running backs here, seeing one target. So if you're getting six and a half opportunities per game, if you can get a little bit more usage in the receiving game out of Matt Breida, if you're telling me that for $1,800, I'm going to see like five or six or seven touches, he's going to be in a player pool for me because he at least projects out half decently. Now it's nothing overwhelming. I have Matt Breida for about five and a half fantasy points, but that does make him at his price tag stand out a decent amount means that I'll probably be getting some of him. I prefer Isaiah Ford right now. It's kind of a toss up between Chris Thompson and Matt Breida. They're in similar roles. You might get four to five to six touches out of them. And then you're just hoping that those are in the receiving game. So you get the PPR upside out of DraftKings. And then I have James O'Shaughnessy on this sheet as a yes right now. I'm going to make him a no. I just don't have him projecting out that greatly. Like he's had some nice usage. He's ran 19 routes in two weeks. He's seen five targets. But if you're telling me that 19 routes for a tight end, going to see five targets, I don't think that's going to hold up all that much. Usually on 19 routes for a tight end, you probably see three targets when you're not like a beast, uh, like some of these other tight ends in the league. For James O'Shaughnessy, I don't think he's a beast. He is being used in the slot about 20% of the time, three slot receptions so far, about four and a half fantasy points per game thus far. I haven't projected for three in this game. I'm just not going to get there much. And that's about it. You can see the rest of the guys that are going to be on the slate that maybe even have any type of upside. Jakeem Grant, he's less involved now at this point. He's pretty much fading as like the wide receiver four or five, the backup slot receiver right now to Isaiah Ford, who's not coming off the field. So I can't get there much. Adam Shaheen, Patrick Laird has had no carries in just five routes run. He has had two targets and two receptions on those routes, but not getting there at all. Rookie Colin Johnson, I want to see what he can do later on in his career. But for right now, he's only ran 10 routes in two weeks. And D.D. Westbrook has not yet played. Keep an eye on D.D. Westbrook's status. If they said that he is in and he's going to be 100% playing, that starts to become an issue for guys like Keelan Cole. I would assume Keelan Cole still plays and may, might even play over D.D. Westbrook, but it doesn't seem like the sentiment is that positive on D.D. Westbrook playing thus far. So again, Thursday night, hit the subscribe button. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and notification bell so you're notified of when I go live. 6 p.m. East Coast time Thursday night. We'll go live for an hour. I'll have all my lineups crunched and everything. We'll discuss that. I'll answer questions for that entire hour. It's a little bit of a community activity. You
you ask me questions, I answer them. We see how your day's going. You see how my day's going. We chat a little bit. Bang. Somebody binks. Again, we try and go for the three-peat. Back-to-back slates. Somebody in the community is binked. Back-to-back slates right now. The showdowns are the slates that, compared to the main slates, where all my guys are getting injured. Paris Campbell, uh, to an extent, Boston Scott. Busts, and he gets injured to a decent amount in the third and fourth quarter of week one. But the showdown slates are right now are what's making us some of that dollaruski, some of that money, some of that ROI, the profit, the return on investment. So thank you all so much for watching this one. Before you go, this is your first time seeing me, or if it wasn't, and for some reason you're still not subscribed, two seconds of your time, bottom right-hand corner, smash that subscribe button. Yes, smash it, stereotypical, and hit the like button, notification bell, we're going to go live. And also support Monkey Knife Fight. We gave you those uh, props earlier in the show that I'm actually liking more so on Monkey Knife Fight. The over for the prop that has James Robinson at like 12 and a half fantasy points and Parker at 10 and a half. Parker's is way too low. I have Parker for like 13 and a half fantasy points. And then you also have the over under for the, I believe it was Preston Williams versus DJ Shark. I like the over on both of those. Slightly the over for uh, DJ Shark, but I like the over on both of those. So if you go over there, you place those bets, you use the promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I. There's also other game modes. You get 100% deposit match up to $50. You want to put 50 bucks in, you get 100 in your account. You want to just put 10 in the minimum, try it out. Now you have 20 to play with. So go ahead, check that out. Promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I. Let some know that you came from me. I appreciate you all telling the rest of my content schedule for content that's already come out this week and more that's about to be coming out later in the week. And also later today is pinned up on my Twitter at DFS on my profile. You can see all of that information over there. Go ahead, support on Patreon as well if you want the projections, rankings, and all the other content dropping exclusively on Patreon. If you're not on Patreon, you have a much less chance that you're not going to be as informed and you have a much lower chance to actually win. A lot of those people who are just banking contests and things like that, some of them were just using YouTube, and that's great. I hope that you actually can if you use it for free. But a lot of them, some of you won $47,000 last week at Patreon. You have the projections, you have all the information, you're a lot more informed. When you have projections, you can use them in an optimizer much easier than you just trying to guess and hand build and things like that. So thank you so much. Appreciate y'all, and I'll see you in the next one.